I'm David. And I'm Trinity. And we are the Untrained Parents. Join us as we navigate the world of parenting without any prior training. We're the podcast for parents winging it. Don't have a clue? Neither do we. Listen in on The Chaos on Spotify or Apple Music. Hello, hello, hello. Hi there, guys. Welcome back to episode two. Yes, it's been two weeks since the last. Two whole weeks. Yeah, not a lot's happened. Christmas got closer. Everyone got iller. Yeah, festive flu. Love that. It's been it's been wonderful. Yeah, it has. Um, we realised we didn't really introduce ourselves last last time out. No, we didn't. Um, which we think we should probably do. So yeah, I mean, as you do know, we did manage to say our names last time. I'm Trinity, and I'm David. I am currently at uni. I went back to uni after Teddy was born. Teddy's our son. Yep, he's nine months old. Um, Almost nine months old. He'll be nine months on the first. Yep, and I work in hospitality, and that's pretty much all I have to say about myself. Yeah, there's there's not loads you wanted to say, just a little bit of context, and I'm sure you'll learn a bit too much about us yes most likely as as this podcast continues uh-huh. but other than that let's get stuck into our topic for this week okay labor experiences right dad versus mum yeah i think we have very different labor experiences yep i'm Mostly. pretty sure i'm gonna get hammered by anyone that listens to this <laughs> i feel like maybe a lot of dads might be able to relate though <laughs> yeah, out there and if you're a parent to be uh dads take take notes on what not to do yes definitely so i mean i love talking about my labor experience because it makes me feel kind of like hardcore Mm -hmm. even though i'm pretty sure i was a little bit of a wimp but yeah i well i thought you were a bit of a wimp until the actual labor proper labor started when we were at the hospital um as you'll probably tell people um I remember it well no I you didn't tell me it started to begin with like the first no because a a little bit of background on the labor I actually so I I had Teddy on the Friday right but on the on the Sunday night and on the Monday I actually thought we thought I was in labor then didn't we no we didn't and I think what we was basically concluded is that from Monday to Friday I was in slow labor like really slow early labor yeah um so for that whole week it felt like a lot of false starts so when i i woke up on friday morning you know having some pains and stuff i kind of always thought it was too good to be true because friday that day was my due date teddy was born on his due date so i was like i woke up on my due date feeling pains i was like nah that's that's can't be that can't be right. Well, what did they tell us? Five percent of babies, only five mm. percent of babies are born on their due date. I know people. The amount of times people told me that <laughs> during yeah. that day yeah. was crazy. But anyways, I woke up on um, that Friday morning. No. It wasn't Friday. It was the Thursday morning. Thursday morning at 7. Oh, my God. Yeah. Thursday morning, about 11 o'clock, because that this was back in the day where, you know, we slept till 11 o'clock. Yeah. And I was just feeling some, like, period-type cramps, which is something that I think that's, like, quite accurately reported um, when people talk about what 
your labour kind of feels like to start with. It did feel like period cramps. Mm. I just kind of, like I said, I didn't really think much of it. And then as the kind of day went on, they kind of got more and more and more intense. And I also had this like, I don't know how to explain this instinct in my head to get certain things done because we went and did the food shop I sorted like some cupboards out and stuff I repacked the hospital bag mm-hmm. I just had like I was just like oh I should probably do these things so I think it was in the back of my head so we did all that and then we watched a film didn't we we watched that oh we watched oh. that cannibal film a cannibal film. It was a cannibal. You know the guy, the the one where the girl dates that guy, and she's a, and the guy turns out to be a cannibal. And is like eat eat her. He like cuts her butt cheeks off and eats her. I can't remember that at all. Oh know? wait, yeah, with Sebastian Stan in it. Yeah. Yes. Wait. In the basement, he's got he's really rich, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. What's I, that I, called? Is it called Fresh? Possibly. I don't know. I completely forgot. It was quite big when it came out, actually. Like, I remember it being all over in TikTok and stuff. Mm. Anyways, if you know what it is, if you've seen it, you'll know what we're talking about. If you haven't seen it, just ignore the last 30 seconds. We'll just go and watch it because it is actually pretty good. It's weird, but it's good. I say it's pretty good. I can't remember it. But now I know what it was. Really memorable experience. Many things happened on that day. Many things did happen on that day. It's fair enough. Anyways, we watched this film and I remember thinking to myself during the film, I was like if I if if I get to the end of the film and they're still like hurting then like I'll say something and you must have already kind of known at this point because I remember like periodically through the, like the last half an hour of the film like squeezing your hand and like burying my head in you because they were getting quite like painful yeah anyway I think by the time the movie was finished it was about five o'clock so I'd been having them for about six hours and they were getting like intense but again we just con- I just continued the night as normal didn't we yeah pretty much you know I remember I remember making dinner yeah um, I remember like folding some washing up and stuff and I think the night was just pretty average you remember quite a lot of this I do not remember any of this I have like a few snapshots of that night before and then hell the long pause there was so accurate yeah <laughs> but yeah the night was just pretty normal um, yeah and I remember about 10 o'clock being like, I'm going to go to bed. I think I was like, I think something's going to happen tonight. I need to go get some rest. Yeah. So I'm going to go to bed. And I called you in. I asked you to come to bed because it was getting quite painful at this point. Um, they're about eight minutes apart, I want to say. I, I might be wrong. I think they're about eight minutes apart for about a minute, my contractions. Um and literally, pretty much, as soon as I decided I wanted to go to sleep, they became, like, really unbearable. Not um, No, unbearable is a bit premature. Mm. They became pretty painful. Yeah. Um, and, like, and they were, like, too frequent for me to be able to fall asleep in between them. And uh, all I then remember from that night is just the time ticking so very slowly, having, I think I had four, five baths. Damn. Four or five baths. Well, we, called, we called the NHS at some point. I remember the that. NHS. We called the NHS. Well, we called one one one. No, it wasn't one one one. The maternity helpline. Right. Okay. At our local hospital. Right. So we called them. I remember calling them. 
and they were basically like, yeah, you're not ready yet. To yeah. Come in. Um, and then they were like, well, even if you were ready to come in, you can't come mm. here. Yeah, so our hospital that we've been going to, you know, for all our scans and stuff, and that was most local to us, was actually closed. They closed the maternity ward. The maternity ward because they didn't have enough neonatal beds or something. Yeah. So um, we we were kind of aware of that, which was also stressful the entire night. They were like, we might be open by the time you go into, like, active labour. Who knows? Yeah. Anyways, I remember probably, like in the morning going downstairs to let you have some sleep because I'm such a gracious girlfriend yeah so with some context to that I basically I didn't tell I didn't tell Trinity I was thinking this at the time but when Trinity says they were pretty painful she was basically screaming every time one happened yeah I was um and I was thinking in my head and this is what I'm gonna get slammed for they can't be that bad like they yeah. literally can't be that bad. He also And I was getting irate. Yeah, you were getting agitated, I could tell. That's why I went downstairs so that you like sleep for a bit. Um he didn't tell me this at the time, but I obviously could tell he was agitated. He did tell me this after I given birth. Yeah. Which to which he got a rather death like glare. Yeah. So and to be fair well, not to be fair to me, I, it's a good thing you did do that because I did have to go to sleep because we did leave for the hospital at 7 o'clock the next morning. Not even 7 o'clock, it was earlier than that because I... We were at the, ho- we were at the hospital for 7, weren't we? Yeah, we got admitted at half 7 in the morning, I think. Yeah. But during this time when I was downstairs, it was getting pretty bad for me. Um, I was having a very tough time. Um, I ended up having to pace through my contractions and also kind of make a fair bit of noise as well. So I was exhausted. I think they got to about five minutes apart at this point, which I th- we thought was an appropriate time, you know, to go to hospital. I think that's what my midwife always said. Yeah. Um, but when we rang again, they said, oh, it needs to be three minutes apart. They're like, have a bath, take a paracetamol. The thing is with this as well, the entire, I remember when they said that, and all I was thinking was, if they get that close... Mm. Right. We, by the way, had to drive nearly an hour. Yeah. To the so that because we didn't couldn't go to our local hospital, the next one was just over an hour away. I was just thinking to myself, if they get any closer and I have to drive an hour, yeah, I'll be pulling over and delivering the baby myself. This was a thought that was in your head as well because your friend actually gave. Not your friend didn't give birth. Your friend delivered his wife's baby because yeah. they waited too long. And yeah. this was a story we were told about. My a horrifying story. Bo- my boss um, delivered his baby his, um, in his pub. Well, not in the pub with people in it. In the flat above yeah. the pub. So he had to deliver his own baby. So that was in the forefront of my mind. And I, I was not about that. I did not want to do that. And I'm just thinking there, yeah, you've got to get three minutes apart. It's like, it's not going to happen. Like, And then I think, I think eventually they said we'd called about 84 times by this point. We did not call 84 times. We called, I think we only called probably three times because then I think it was, it was very short after that that I literally was in tears. I was like, I can't, I just can't cope anymore. Yeah. So we rang them back again i was just like i can't i 
it's still five minutes apart. They were stuck at five minutes apart for ages. And I was just like, I just can't do it anymore. Um, I'm, I'm in too much pain. I'm really struggling. I'm exhausted. Mm. So they were like, okay, come in. We'll get you assessed and stuff. So we drove an hour to our hospital. That was... And horrific drive because the sat nav took us down like the most bumpiest back roads ever. Yeah, and I find the thing is as well, I knew where we were going. You just kind of like safety netting it with the sat nav. Yeah, and I should have just gone with my gut because yeah. even though it would, probably would have taken us 15 minutes longer, we would have just done the motorway pretty much the entire way. Yeah, oh, these bumpy back roads, while. Well, I was having contractions. I was just screaming in the car. But don't... They didn't help the baby along at all. No, they didn't. They didn't. No, not at all. Um, So when we finally got to the hospital, luckily the midwives there were... I cannot fault them at all. They were amazing. This is at Huntington, by the way. Yeah, Huntington. Hitchinbrook in Huntington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely amazing midwives. Um, We got there and we got assessed and I was... To my dismay, I was only four centimetres apart, mm. which I could not believe. I'd been, you know, having contractions since 11 o'clock in the mor- the previous morning. It was like seven o'clock now, the, the following day. But anyways, um, my blood pressure was a bit high and I had some protein in my urine and stuff. So I was showing signs of preeclampsia. Yeah. For that reason, um, they were happy to keep me in, even though I wasn't in active labour quite yet um and they said they would get me some painkillers and hopefully be able to get some rest and then when i woke up i'd be in active labor anyways Mm -hmm. this was not so smoothly done no so originally they were going to give me i don't even know what it was i want to say diamorphine but i don't know if that's right something beginning with d that sounds right does it yeah anyway something beginning with d they were going to give me um, but my blood pressure was too high for them to be able to administer it. So they were waiting for my blood pressure to go down, which it didn't because I was in pain and I was tired and mm. I was not having a good time. Yeah. So then they asked if I wanted a epidural. You know, what was my plan? And my plan was to do it all natural. That went out the window. That went out the window immediately. I literally remember saying to the midwife, word for word, I wasn't going to have anything, but yes, please give me an epidural. Give me everything you got. Anything you got, I'll have it. Yeah. So, I had to wait for the... Anesthetist and and how do you say that? Anesthetist. 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 Which I remember the midwives calling him Voldemort. Oh yeah, because he did actually look like Lord Voldemort. Yeah, and he was miserable. He was. Anyway, so he came in and he get me an epidural, which did not work. No, it didn't go in, did it? It didn't. I don't know what was wrong with it. it did not work. They kept like turning like the strength up or something in it, in like the drip or whatever. It wasn't. Go- it, yeah. It- it wasn't seated properly in your back. Yeah. So then they came. So they were adamant that it was working, and I could tell it. Fuck it. Like I could tell it wasn't. Because they kept spraying something on my leg to see, like if it was numbed. I it was like I can feel that all. It's fine. Like I can feel it all perfectly. Yeah. So after what it was got to be like over an hour. Yeah, probably longer than Probably longer than that. They finally decided to refit the epidural and they got another guy in um, who was much nicer. Yeah. Um, He was wonderful. 
and I finally felt some relief. I knew instantly. Tell them why. Because you shut up. Because I shut up. And I did go to sleep. I remember that. I remember I, the- I knew it literally instantly, right? So Trinity was like, I'm not even kidding. Trinity moans that Teddy does it now. And it's that wine, right? Teddy whines, you know, when it, he's, especially at the moment. Whimper, whimpering. Right, wh- yeah, he whimpers, mm. right? And you were doing that, right? And then a suit, literally, I'm not even kidding, like 30 seconds after the new epidural was fit and started working, mm. yeah? You instantly were quiet, and then five minutes later, you'd passed out. Yeah, because I remember the, like, the midwives that were with us coming in and saying, um, that they were going for their lunch break and somebody else was coming in and stuff. But I never saw those people. By the time I woke up, they had been back. Yeah. Um, and you got a rest in the lovely chair, the oh, classic yeah. chair. I'd seen so much about the dad chair in the Labour ward. What right. was your experience of that chair? It was actually really nice. Was it? Were you just that tired that probably, you didn't care? Probably that, but it was really not... My memory of it was it was awesome. Mm. The only bad memory I have probably from the hospital was the food. The food was awful. Uh, I think hospital food's notorious. The food. For that, I, I have never really had uh, hospital food. The last time I was in hospital for any length of time was when I was like four or five years old. Right, so I can't remember the food. I always thought it was, you know, I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say it was a myth that it's bad, do, it, but I always thought people were exaggerating. Exaggerating how bad it is. Right? I was like, it can't be that bad. Yeah. And you know me, I eat pretty much everything as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Right? I tell you right now, the food was awful. Like, it was awful. This is another thing you'll learn about David. He'll always find a way to turn the conversation to food. Yeah. Massive foodie over here. Yeah. I what, I didn't eat anything other than cornflake clusters. Because that was one of those my snacks that we packed. And I had a couple of them, and then they wouldn't let me have any more. You had a because, bread roll. No, that was the next day. Oh, I thought you had a bread no, I don't think so. Maybe, I don't know. But I didn't eat much because I was having a couple of cornflake clusters when I was feeling a little bit better after my nap. And then they made me stop in Kate because they were worried they might have to take me to theatre. Yeah. And I was really annoyed. Other notable things I remember was being oh, off my head on gas and air. Yeah. Fucking love gas and air. Yeah. You need to get some of that shit. If you can, if you can, just have gas and air. It's great. It just makes it doesn't actually help with pain. It just gets you high for like a few minutes, so you don't think about it. Yeah. So. Yeah, you'd like that. You. I remember at one point them asking me what are you using the gas and air for right now, and I was just like, because I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I don't even think it left my lips. There's a picture of me somewhere with it just like my eyes shut and it just held like in the in, in, in my in like the opening of my mouth ready to be used yeah. um, but because I was so high I talked a lot about Grey's Anatomy like people kept coming in and explaining certain things to me and I was like please um, I've seen Grey's Anatomy yeah I know what I'm talking about you kept expressing your love for what's his name oh Alex Karev yeah he's one of the doctors in it and he's constantly fucking fit constantly expressing your love for him 
which is yeah. pretty funny. The ble- bless that poor student midwife that was in there where was just listening to me fucking ramble on about fucking yeah. Grey's Anatomy. Um, what about the actual labour babes? They, what, like the, give, the being birth? Yeah. I remember them telling me that I was fully dilated and that we were going to start pushing. I remember having a complete mental breakdown. I started sobbing. Yeah. You can't even. You couldn't even calm me down because yeah. you were getting quite upset because, I mean, you tell your perspective on it. You basically, after nine months of carrying Teddy, decided at that one moment when you needed to push and it had become a reality we were about to have a baby yeah. that you weren't ready to have a baby yeah because I think the midwives thought I was like freaking out about the pushing I wasn't I was freaking out about being a parent and I just decided in that moment can't do it not gonna do it changed my mind fuck this so I called Trinity's mum yeah and was like talk to her she was the only one that could calm you down I can't even calm her down yeah. which is quite rare yeah so my mum just talked me for it she was like you know you got this you're gonna be a great mum it's all gonna be okay everyone will be with you I can't really remember exactly what she said but whatever she said it worked must, it worked and I yeah. calmed down I came to my senses a little bit and I got ready to push. And then I became a cheerleader. <laughs> yeah, world's best cheerleader. Um, really There's not really a lot to say about the like actual pushing bit, other than that it was, I would say, from my point of view, it, from my point of view as well, it was horrific. Like, it was horrible. What, the actual like head coming out and no, stuff? No, no, none of that. Not any of that. Like, that was fine, right? Just... How much, and this is going to put people off having babies, or it's going to scare people that are already pregnant if they're listening to this, right? Just the raw amount of pain. Yeah. Right. And it, like, uh, the only way to explain it from my view is like it emanates off you, right? Like you can feel it. Like it's horrible. Mm. It's like when you watch someone like hurt themselves and you can like feel it a little bit. Yeah. Boys best example when you see another when you see another dude get hit in the balls and you feel it internally even though you, nothing's happened, right? It's a, it's like that, right? You just you, you emanate the pain, like you feel it within yourself. That's the only way I can explain it. Not obviously not physically, but it's like it's horrible to mm. watch. You struggled seeing me in that much pain. Yes. It was it wasn't great. I mean, for me, I can't remember a lot of specifics and that that kind of saying that you forget the pain of childbirth is true to a certain extent. It doesn't happen immediately. I remember saying like a week after Teddy was born, thinking like, that was bullshit. I remember exactly how much. But now I can't say that I, I know I was in pain and I know I was in a lot of pain. I can't See, explain that pain to you, though. I remember it vividly. See, so for, for me, I guess I remember them saying that they usually push for an hour and a half and if nothing's really happening, then they take you theatre. I took that as I had to get through an hour and a half before they took me to theatre. I was just... I think I had got it in my head. That was what was going to happen. I was going to have a C-section. Yeah. Um, I remember asking how long we've been pushing for and the midwife telling me 20 minutes and thinking like what I felt like I'd been doing it for over an hour mm. um, 
I feel like it was a really slow start with the pushing. I think for a while it didn't feel like we were getting anywhere. I remember they gave me some medication to increase my contractions. Yeah. And they did something called guided pushing, which sounds so nice. It's not. It's not. Guided pushing is when they put their hands up beside you and God do God knows what. They literally tried to guide the baby out of you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But there's a lot of fucking pressure going up up there. There's a head trying to come out, let alone having a pair of hands up there as well. Yeah. Not not great. Um, I just remember pushing and feeling like nothing was happening. Um, they wouldn't let me have the gas and air because I was too high and I wasn't pushing effectively. Nothing happened for ages. Yeah, I, I wasn't pushing very um, well nothing, for a well, while. Apparently, it, <laughs> there was things happening, but Teddy wasn't going very quick. And then... I think in the space of 10 minutes, yeah. you, like, shifted really quickly. I, I I remember them saying, you know, push with your contractions. And I remember thinking, like, I couldn't tell where my contractions were. I was in that much pain that I couldn't distinguish a contraction. Um, whether that was the epidural or just the amount of pain I'm in, I'm not sure. But I couldn't really do that. I, I just felt completely overwhelmed. Um, yeah. And then I guess out of nowhere, really, it felt like for me, I just was like, let's just go for it. Because I remember, I remember them telling me to take a breath and I was just like, I'm just going. And my mum talked a lot about something called the ring of fire when like you're really, really crowning and stuff. And I can't say that I really felt that. I didn't feel like a burning sensation, but I kind of knew when something was happening, obviously based off like everyone, the midwife's reaction and stuff and your reaction. But when I felt that like the head was coming out, I just went for it. I was like, this baby is coming out right fucking now. And I just kept going and going and going until the head was out. And then they told me the head was out. And then it was like a slip and slide. Yeah, I always thought when I was pregnant, I was like, People say that once the head's out, that's literally it. I was like, no way, the shoulders got to come out. The shoulders are bigger than the head. I didn't even feel that last push. I literally just had one more push and I barely fucking did anything. Do you notice that? You'll see the head come out and that's the worst bit. And then as soon as the head's out, the baby comes out very, very quickly. Mm. I then remember him coming out and literally looking at him and thinking, that's a fucking baby. Yeah. I couldn't look at him. Through your tears. Through my tears. Because I, I'm i not going to lie, I'm not that emotional. Like, I'm not no. a very emotional person. But even thinking about it now makes me emotional. But when he was born, I can't explain. It was like a switch had been flicked. <laughs> He's like, literally nearly, welling up right I'm nearly now. crying now thinking about it, right? Uh, honestly... I, the best way to explain it, and I was, this is uh, loads of people have heard me say this before. If they're listening, and um, and it sounds harsh, but it's the truth. The nine months that Trinity was pregnant before Teddy was born, I had literally no connection to him at all. Like, not really. Obviously, like I would say I wanted to love him, but mm. he's not there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I have no connection to him like Trinity did, right? And. So it was, it was kind of like it was really hard for me during the pregnancy, right? And then 
a suit like honestly as soon as he was bought as soon as he came out and he was a physical thing yeah like a physical being right in the world right something in my brain just flipped on instantly right and i've never cried i think i i think i cried more tears in that in <laughs> like that space of 10 minutes than i've ever cried in my life so from my perspective um i saw teddy come out and I was very overwhelmed. I was in a lot of pain. So you're in so much pain, but there's such a relief of pressure, mm. um, both, you know, physically and mentally. Um, so you kind of feel relief, but you are in so much pain still. And the, your baby gets handed to you and then the midwife is just off, you know, <laughs> doing all that, you know, damage yeah. control down there. Oh, yeah. um and uh, i i honestly just feel like i i zoned out a bit um i was so overwhelmed i was so exhausted um so i zoned out for a little bit i couldn't tell you really what happened in those first few moments which is sad um those first few moments with him i just can't call yeah but i do remember after a few minutes looking over at David by the side of the bed and him literally sobbing, like stroking my hair, sobbing, I'm so proud of you, I'm so proud of you, you're so amazing, oh my God, oh my God. He was a mess and I literally, I don't know what my face was, but it was something that said, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah, that was, it was... It's an, that was an experience like there's no way to it you won't feel like that until it happens mm. to you like I can't explain how it feels like it's just it's it's unbelievable it's very 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 overwhelming but our experiences I mean we're going a little bit away from labour experience and into kind of newborn experience but our experiences in those first couple of weeks in those first couple of days moments even were very very different Mm. um you had that instant bond and i felt i felt very much like you switched into dad mode instantly Mm. whereas for me i i had those instincts or that those maternal instincts straight away those protective instincts Mm. i didn't have a flood of love immediately yeah and it took me a long time to feel like i was able to say that to people because i felt a lot of shame around it i think like people and tv and movies kind of give this idea that you hold your child in your arms and your heart feels with love like like it was for you but for me it felt like there was this stranger's baby in my house keeping me awake all night i didn't feel much connection to him to start with yeah um and there were moments where i really thought felt like what the hell have we done yeah this is this is crazy and i really really struggled those first few weeks i feel like every parent yeah probably goes through that though it's not it's... it's not talked about enough though um I wouldn't say I have postpartum depression at all, but those baby blues in those first few weeks were hit me really hard. And I was very overwhelmed by everything. I was exhausted. I was torn and stitched back up. Um, we were both wearing nappies. 
not David. Right. <laughs> so, me and Teddy were both wearing nappies. Yeah. Um, actually, and that's another thing worth noting, right? Any mums to be listening, if there's one piece of advice I can give you, is buy adult nappies to wear afterwards. Don't fuck about with pads or anything like that just wear a fucking nappy they're so comfy i wore them for two weeks and i was a little bit disappointed when i actually had to to stop wearing them yeah um so that's my one piece of advice to give you if i had one piece of advice actually i don't even know if it's advice obviously we've probably painted a pretty grim picture mm. right it's not the most pleasant experience people you pe- are not going nobody everyone's labor experience is different people that say that labor is be honestly in my experience but obviously i've only done it once people that say that labor is beautiful a beautiful thing mm. are talking out of their ass it's not great right but the magic of birth it's a hundred percent worth it like all of these little things like the the things you have to do and stuff everything you know all the bad mm. it doesn't really matter right all of that it was 100 percent worth it like yeah it was horrific experience and um i think i'm crazy to want to do it again i remember a week afterwards saying absolutely not we're one and done but that does change you do forget the specifics of it um and there's a whole lot of crap that comes after labor as well um in postpartum recovery and raising your child and we're only nine months in i'm pretty sure there's about another 17 years of crap to come we can probably do another episode on like newborn stuff though yeah we will do another episode about about afterwards oh my god yeah especially the first night there's lots i want to say about the hospital Mm. and experiencing the hospital the day after and stuff but it doesn't really cover labor yeah, we'll do a separate episode on like kind of newborn experiences, those first kind of few weeks and stuff. But I think just to to, to end it, <coughs> especially for any parents to be that are now completely terrified. Yeah. The terrified is good though. Be terrified. Be terrified is good. Yeah. It makes you prepared. Yeah. Be terrified because I was terrified. You'll overthink everything, right? You'll plan everything in your head, mm-hmm. right? Which is the best thing to do. And then you'll realise afterwards that you didn't need to think about or plan most of the things, but you've mm. done it, right? And it will help you. But some solace for, for anyone expecting. It is 100% worth it. Oh, yeah. Um, there's no sugar coating yet, but the joy your child will bring is amazing. And you may not feel that straight away, but it will come. Yeah, you'll feel dads, joy. Hold it together better than I did because I was a mess. Like, when I say a mess, eye streaming, red face, sobbing, like... I can't. It was. It was not a pretty sight. Like I don't. I don't mind saying it to people. I don't mind admitting it because that's what happened. But well, it was. If you don't mind saying it to people, then maybe you, I will upload the clip of um, when you first held him sobbing um, to TikTok. Our TikTok is um, at Untrained Parents. If mm-hmm. you want to see that clip, go follow us. <laughs> yeah, whack it on there, and then everyone can laugh at my. I'll even. Joy. Do you know what? I'll, 
I'll join in with you and I'll try and find some of the pictures you took of me I've in labour. I've got a picture of you absolutely off your head. Yeah, there's some. There's a couple great pictures. So those will be on our TikToks very soon um, at Untrained Parents. Um, it's the same handle as our Instagram as well if you want to go follow that. Yeah. And apart from that we will see you in two weeks yep see you in two weeks hope you've enjoyed listening yep um yeah thank you very much I still don't know how to sign yeah, this off yeah same I have no idea oh my god let's... we need a tagline a tagline yeah oh no oh my god let's just bye